Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Wines from Italy are fascinating on many levels. Sure, they're the well-known regions making classic wines that we all know and enjoy. But one of the intriguing things about Italian wines is that they still offer room for discovering something new and interesting. The wines of Montefalco in Umbria are a perfect example. While Montefalco offers some delicious white wines and red blends, here, Sagrantino, an indigenous variety, reigns supreme. Originally used by monks to make a sweet sacramental wine, by the 1960s the variety almost succumbed to extinction. Slowly though, growers brought the variety back to life and by the 1970s they began using it to make a dry wine. Sagrantino is a tough wine to get to know due to its massive tannins and high acidity. But if you look beyond the rough exterior, it reveals a very nuanced, pretty flavor. Paired with food, lamb in particular, Sagrantino shows how special it can be. I met with Liu Pambuffetti of Scaccia di Valle to learn more about Sagrantino, her family's winery, and of course to taste some delicious wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Foodeter.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Foodeter.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Lennart. We're recording today's episode at Spiaggia on uh, Michigan Avenue in Chicago. Joining me today is Liu Pambuffetti of Scacciadiavalli. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank so, you very much. In the United States, um, Italian wine is popular. It's gaining popularity. But people know the big players. They know Tuscany. They know Pimante. Maybe even Sicily. But your wines, people aren't so familiar with where they're from. Tell me where they're from. Yeah, so we are uh, from Umbria. Umbria is a small region. The story of Umbria is very interesting because uh, it was part of a Vatican state since uh, till the unification of Italy. And so because of that, it was kind of uh, protected. It was the countryside of uh, Vatican for a long time. So it's surrounded by the Apennines Hill and uh, is the only region without the sea uh, in the central uh, Italy. So that's why probably uh, was not so uh, open for everybody. Sure, it didn't have the access to the sea to yeah. export its wines. and. Yeah, so the wines from Umbria are uh, uh, very, very uh, interesting because they are made uh, with uh, indigenous grape. We are from a Montefalco wine region. So that's with the specific region within Umbria is Montefalco. Exactly. And there we have Sagrantino, which is a local variety uh, that we uh, start growing uh, uh, since uh, 800 years ago. 800 years? Yes. So it's really uh, a grape that uh, was very adapted to our place that uh, uh, was bring by Franciscan monks. Then uh, it was uh, produced just in Montefalco, so small village of 6,000 people. With the years, the Sagrantino was not traded with uh, other wines, regions, or uh, other countries. So actually, uh, we can find the Sagrantino just in our area. So, so highly indigenous, just uh, yeah. right there. Yeah, also uh, we speak about the DNA of Sagrantino because now we have technologies to understand uh, if he has a family somewhere else. But actually all the studies of the universities uh, didn't found any relationship with other varietals. So 
for instance, Cabernet Sauvignon is uh, 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 the parents of Cabernet Sauvignon are Cabernet Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. There, there's no genetic parents, so to speak, for Sagrantino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we don't, we couldn't find it. So his DNA is really specific, and uh, probably since uh, 18, uh, 800 years ago, uh, was changed and adapted to this area. That's really spectacular. You know, it's 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 really interesting because these days people are really interested about learning about wines that are very indigenous, wines that uh, speak to the place. And in Montefalco, the, the the wines obviously have to speak to the place. And you became DOC in nineteen. 19- Seventy nine and DOCG in ninety two, right? Yes, in ninety two, exactly. And in those fifteen or so years, the the Sagrantino planting was only one hundred and twenty, and now six hundred and fifty hectares. Yes, so it's very small. Yeah, it's still very small. Uh, we are in a, a place with a lot of hills, uh, but the area of uh, Montefalco Sagrantino DOCG is limited by uh, the law. So we can't plant everywhere. The area of plantation is limited. Actually, we have also another indigenous grape in Montefalco. So actually, we are very lucky because in a small place, we have two indigenous grape. One is red, the Montefalco Sagrantino. One is white and is called Trebbiano Spoletino. It was almost disappeared, but in the last few years, the, the works of uh, some producers make this wine again uh, possible to find. The, so, like, uh, we, still, we start again to produce this wine with, made with Trebbiano Spoletino. How much wine is being made from uh, the Trebbiano uh, Spoletino. Spoletino. In our winery, we have just two hectares, and we do in a blend uh, with uh, uh, Grechetto and Chardonnay. So okay. it's 50% okay. Trebbiano Spoletino, 25% um, Grechetto, 25% Chardonnay. And is Bianco DOCG as well or no? Yes, it's a Bianco DOCG. Montefalco Bianco. Uh, no, sorry, DOC. Just DOC. No, not DOCG. The only DOCG we have is Montefalco Sagrantino. And that's 100% Sagrantino. Yes, yeah. So tell me about Scaccia Diavoli. Yes, so our winery is called the Scaccia Diavoli and uh, means uh, chase away the devils. The, um, there is a reason why uh, the winery has this name because uh, it's uh, the oldest in Montefalco and uh, the near uh, the winery there was a, a village where an exorcist was living. This exorcist saved people giving uh, uh, red wine. So hmm. uh, the first owner, the Prince Ugo Boncompagni Ludovisi that came from Rome, uh, decided uh, because this legend of the exorcist very close to his land, he decided to call the winery Scaccia Diavoli. Uh, of course, uh, uh, I'm not part of the family of the prince, but my great grandfather bought the winery in 1954 and uh, we decided to keep the same name because uh, for us it was uh, important because it's connected with the area where our winery is. Um, Our winery uh, has um, 32 hectares 
plus we planted the six more hectares, hectares recently mainly white varietals wow. because uh, um, we have 32 hectares 15 are sagrantino 13 are montefalco rosso so a mix uh, sangiovese merlot and sagrantino they all, all in montefalco yes we are all in montefalco actually we have uh, the the vineyard uh, uh, around the winery so we don't have fields in a place and then another place everything is in the same place two different side of the hill uh, where we are so uh, it's interesting because the result from the north side and the south side is very uh, different so we in the north side uh, we have mainly a Sagrantino for sparkling because we are oh, the only producer in the world to make a sparkling made with Sagrantino. This is a traditional method. Seven years of aging on the bottle, the white, the noir, so we do uh, a white made by Sagrantino, so wow. from a, a, black, a dark uh, How much grade. of that do you make? A few, like 8,000 bottles. So nothing makes it nothing. to the United States. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You have to go to Umbria to get it. Yes. <laughs> I'll come get some. Okay, yes, I wait for you. Yeah. <laughs> and we do also the rosé, which is 100% Sagrantino, five years of aging in the bottle. Wow, that's old for yeah. rosé. Yes, but so because Sacrantino is known to be very structured and tannic, so we tried a different uh, experiment. We started with 12 months and then we arrived at five years for rosé and seven years for the white. And we saw that Sacrantino sparkling age a long time is really amazing. So we are very proud of that. Now, some people might think five years of bottle age for rosé, seven years of bottle age for a sparkling wine. These wines are going to have to be outrageously expensive. How, what, what, what kind of price point are they? Yeah, we in Umbria, we sell for 15 euro. So like 20 yeah. bucks a bottle or so, yeah. which is yeah. very fair. I know here in the U.S., actually in California, they have our sparkling rosé. They sell for $30. Okay. That's not not a high price at all. Yeah, on the shelves. One of the interesting things I find is that you could go to wine regions that aren't as well-known or as popular and drink the very highest level of wines made there for a very fair price. And I think I find that's true with with, uh, Sagrantino and Montefalco in general. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Is uh, Sagrantino, uh, the Montefalco Sagrantino di OCG, I think, in my opinion, is one of the most uh, interesting wine in Italy, like uh, Barolo, Brunello, Amarone. Is in this range of wine uh, with full body, very good to be combined with food that can age a really long time, but uh, uh, the price is still not so expensive. Right, Barbaresco is hundreds of dollars a bottle where yeah. you get the best uh, Sagrantino in the world for 50, 60 bucks yes. a bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, with a bottle, you can have a lot of fun because uh, you can drink, of course, uh, during the dinner or the lunch, the whole bottle. But uh, at the same time, if you don't want to drink all and you want to keep it for one or two or three days more, there is no problem because Sagrantino has so much 
tannin and polyphenol components that protect the wine from the oxidation. And so actually, like I like to drink the Sagrantino one or two days later. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can keep the bottle open, no problem for so a couple of days. So you have half bottle with lunch today, half bottle with lunch tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> Sagrantino is an unusual grape because you said you said it it has a very high uh, level of polyphenols. First of all, what does that mean? What does polyphenols mean? Yeah, polyphenols are um, compounds um, that we can find in the skin. Uh, in the skin, they are called antocyan, or we can find in the seeds are called tannin. And also we can find in the stem and also in the pulp, but mainly in the skin and in the seeds. Seeds. They are um, present uh, mainly in red wines and uh, uh, they give uh, mainly the structure to the wine and the color. Polyphenols so is a family of compounds. Uh, if we taste Sagrantino, we the first thing we see is the beautiful color, very deep. We can't see our finger uh, in the glass if we watch inside the glass because the wine is very, very dark. And uh, when we taste, we have this feeling of uh, structure, uh, 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 wine, uh, a wine with the body, with some mascots. So these two are uh, polyphenols that actually need to be worked with uh, oxygen uh, to to be um, fix each other. So actually, uh, tannin and antocyanins, uh, thanks to the oxygen that we give uh, through the aging in the oak, can be fixed. And so the color will be uh, very stable, very bright, very dark uh, per, for long time. And the tannin will be in the wine for a long time. Uh, more oxygen we give, so more time uh, the wine spend in the bottle for the aging, more the tannin became rounder because the oxygen helped to uh, create this, uh, uh, let's say, chemical reaction inside the bottle. Interesting. I don't know if I was clear. Yeah, no, that's yeah. perfectly clear. So from tasting the wine... I would assume that Sagrantino is a very small berry. Is that true? Very small grape? Yes. Uh, I like to think Sagrantino as a wild grape, you know, uh, like a, a raspberry or a, a blueberry, because uh, uh, for me, also the plant of Sagrantino remembered uh, me how wild he is, the Sagrantino he is. Uh, the the grape uh, has very very small uh, berry, berry, and uh, the plants has a lot of leaf, very very small. Also the leaf, uh, the that's why also it's difficult to cultivate Sagrantino because the plant just want to grow and go everywhere. The plants produce a lot of branches, a lot of small leaf. And uh, it's not like Sangiovese that uh, the plants uh, is uh, less productive in the vegetal part, so it's easier to clean and have the the grape in the under the sun. You know, with Sagrantino we have to work a lot to keep uh, a good shape in the vineyard, to have a good uh, sun for the grape, not too much leaf because it, it created too much humidity, so it's dangerous for the sickness. 
And so, really, so it's good for for Montefalco because Montefalco is very dry, right? Yeah, Montefalco is dry because we have uh, a good wind that uh, help us to produce in very good uh, condition. Uh, so if you have a vigorous grapevine in a in an area that's not giving the vine a lot, that vine has to really struggle yeah. and produce prettier fruit then, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, really is very adapted to our uh, uh, geology, climates and geography. Sagrantino, uh, actually we need a very beautiful autumn because Sagrantino is ripe at the end of October. End of October? Yeah, so it's a late ripening grape. Do you yeah. find that that's changing with global warming, that we're getting earlier and earlier harvest, or no? Yes. Uh, for example, 2017, was uh, this effect was very, very big. Uh, we had uh, more than 50, around 55 days with temperature. Uh, I know in Celsius, sorry, yeah, but uh, tell me it is uh, more than 35 Celsius. 35? Yes, for That's hot. For 50 days, more oh. than 50 days, uh, at least uh, at some point of the day, you know, not Ooh. all the right, day right, long. Right, right, but, right. but you hit that. Yeah. So the uh, last uh, summer was really, really special, and we harvested the Sagrantino 25 days earlier. So... Uh, but last year was extreme. Let's sure. speak about uh, normal vintage. Uh, depends from the philosophy. Some would like to harvest Sagrantino earlier because you have more acidity, a uh, little bit less of sugar because naturally Sagrantino produces a lot of sugar. So our wines has around 15 degrees of alcohol. Uh, yeah, fair so, amount. Yeah, so some, but it doesn't drink hot. No, because uh, it's very balanced. Uh, because we can have, uh, thanks to our uh, grape that is also naturally full of acidity, uh, we can have uh, also a good acidity to balance, uh, and also the tannin that balance also the alcohol. So it's not the first feeling we have the alcohol. We don't feel too much right. actually. So mm. someone. Uh, want to harvest a little earlier Sagrantino to keep uh, more uh, acidity, less sugar. Uh, someone likes to harvest uh, uh, a little bit later, like us. Doesn't mean later doesn't mean that uh, we uh, want to harvest uh, over mature grape, but we want just to wait that the tannin are mature. So sure. not vegetal, not green, but sweet. Yeah, so the fruit comes through. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about the vinification process. You know, you told me that you put your rosé through five years of bottle age and yeah. your, 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 your sparkling wine through seven years of bottle age. Tell me about how you vinify your wine. Yes. And then talk to me about the oak and bottle process. Yes. So uh, Sagrantino, uh, we uh, first of all, we pick by hand. Uh, we have uh, just for Sagrantino a selection table. Uh, so when we remove the stems from the berry, uh, sometimes the machine uh, doesn't do a very, very great job. It's normal. Sometimes the machine can cut a little bit of stamp and put with the grape. So we have a selection table. So 
eight people by hand remove every berry yeah the piece of stamp so oh. the green part the vegetal part to avoid that we will taste in the wine you know so this is the first step very important to clean and have just the berry to not have the vegetal second we uh, put the grape in the uh, fermentation big oak vat Uh, these uh, oak vat are 100 hectoliter, so very big, big uh, made by French oak. French oak, okay. And uh, we ferment uh, around uh, four weeks. Uh, after four weeks, uh, we separate the skin from the wine. We press the skin the, the, with the uh, press wine, we do a table wine, so we don't put the press sagrantino with the best sagrantino right, right. you know vinified separately yeah we vinified separately then uh, the the wine the sagrantino go in the cellar the cellar uh, is very big we have uh, uh, 30 hectoliter oak always french oak and uh, we have around 400 barrels Okay. Uh, we age 50% of uh, Sagrantino production in big uh, oak, 50% in small oak, because we want to keep a good uh, balance between uh, the freshness and the fruity that the big oak gave and the oxidation, so maturation and roundness that the small oak give and is that those those things together help kind of balance out those rough tannins yes yes uh, after two years we blend these two lot let's say we blend and we bottle in our winery we keep at least one year the wine in the bottle even if it's obligatory for months but we we want to keep longer so actually we sell the wine after five years from the harvest even if it's obligatory, the minimum request is four years. Wow. So we age one year longer because we want to make sure that when the wine is on the market, is ready. ready. to drink. Yes. 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 So obviously, like all Italian, great Italian, or all Italian wines, these wines are meant to drink with food. What is the traditional cuisine of Umbria like? Yes. So, uh, Sagrantino, also the name, has a meaning, means sacrament. Because, uh, first of all, since 800 years ago, it was made as sweet wine. So, till the 70s, we did the Sagrantino just in the sweet uh, version. Oh, not dry until the 70s at all? Yes. Interesting. Actually, we had some uh, uh, wines made uh, as dry Sagrantino. For example, in our winery, we did uh, in 1925, but it was never a label. It was just experiment just for, for yeah. the house, you sure, know, house, house wine. Uh, so till the 70s we had the Sagrantino as a sweet wine and the name Sagrantino came from Sacrament because it was, the grapes were dried till Christmas oh so made like Amarone then. yeah so fermented in Christmas time so very important uh, yeah. holiday yeah. and then they were drinking the first time the day of Easter for the Easter breakfast that in Umbra is very important Um, so uh, after uh, uh, the 70s we replaced the, the sweet sagrantino with the dry sagrantino 
Why? Because uh, our knowledge, the science behind the wine became more uh, sure. clear. Just so the winemaking became yeah, better and better. able to handle the rough yeah, grape. Exactly. So that's why now we still do the passito, but now it's a very small quantity. And passito is the sweet wine. Yes, the sweet. is a small quantity. We do just in the... Uh, good vintage is very good to be dried so with a dry so oh, only in select vintages then. yes yes we have uh, a few vintages of uh, uh, passito sagrantino but the dry sagrantino replaced the way to consume the sagrantino so in italy in catholic religion the day of easter we eat the lamb mm-hmm. uh, so Uh, Sagrantino in our tradition is perfect with the lamb. Sure, that kind of rich and fatty and unctuous lamb with the nice high acidity and grippy tannins of Sagrantino. I can see how that would be a perfect match. Yes, and uh, it reminds the tradition to drink Sagrantino for the Easter day. So so, uh, if you go in the restaurant in Montefalco, they always will propose you some Sagrantino with lamb. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a match made in heaven. So, should we taste some wine? Yes, of course. What are we going to start with? So, here uh, we have uh, two DOC, uh, Montefalco, which is the village Bianco, that means white, mm-hmm. and Mon- DOC, and Montefalco Rosso, so uh, the red Montefalco. Uh, both are blends. Uh, both are 2015 vintage. Actually, 2015 was one of uh, our best vintage. Uh, everything was perfect, like uh, the weather, the maturation, the yield per hectare. Because uh, so 2015, like all of Italy, was just yes. an outstanding vintage. Yeah, yeah. So we have here in the uh, Montefalco Bianco, which is a blend of Grechetto, Trebbiano, and Chardonnay. Uh, the three grapes are vinified separately uh, then we blend and we age nine months uh, in a big barrel uh, and then we put in the bottle and we can drink after uh, uh, one year sure. but we can keep longer because it's a good wine to be aged also as a white wine uh, got a nice nose of like stone fruit And some minerality? Yeah, yeah. Our soil is uh, uh, in the roof, no roof, sorry, in the root part, there is uh, clay soil. In the really underground, there, there is limestone. Uh, geologically, Umbra is very interesting because uh, it's a sedimentary soil. So means that when the Pennine were created, so the mountain were created, the sea came up. So the base of uh, geologic, geologically, the base is uh, the sea sediments. Sure. On the top of that, uh, there were created some hills that uh, created some lake. So actually, Montefalco, the uh, origin of Montefalco is younger and was a border of a lake really long time ago. So we have some clay soil, quite rich clay soil. And uh, so the wine that we produce are uh, mineral, but in the same time, we, got the, we get the structure that gives the clay soil. Clay soil is an is a 
heavy soil is not like sand uh, that is much lighter mm -hmm. so no, it's great flavor there's it's pear and apricot and some lime zest and that nice uh, that, like the guy said that minerality it's not a super forward minerality but it's just they're providing structure yeah there's a roundness to it but balanced out by a nice acidity and this with the with some nice vegetables or piece of chicken this beautiful wine yeah is, yeah very nice wine very nice wine delicious so what's the next wine so the next is Montefalco Rosso. This is our biggest production. We produce 50% of our bottles are Montefalco Rosso. Oh, really? Because I think it's a perfect wine for every situation. Uh, if you want to have a uh, lighter dinner, but also if you want to have a traditional dinner, a little bit richest. Uh, if uh, you want to drink by himself, you know, it's very, co uh, uh, it's very uh, versatile wine because it's made with 60% Sangiovese that give acidity, 25% uh, of Merlot that give the aromas of cherry and this kind of uh, gourmet mm -hmm. feeling, and also 15% of Sagrantino. It's a little Sagrantino. Yeah, so always. We make sure, have to make sure yeah. we keep it uh, Umbrian. Yeah. Because <laughs> all these other grapes from outside of these French varieties. Yeah. And the Sagrantino gives some structure. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's a very, very balanced red wine. On the nose, there's a beautiful bouquet of herbs, like bay leaf and very quite herbal on the nose, which is really nice. And under that, under that like layers of flour, and then you get to the to that kind of red fruit nose. Really complex. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow, delicious. This on the palate, it's, it's got a nice body. It's got that Merlot, so you can see what's getting it, where it's getting things from. You can see that where the Merlot is coming from uh, to give it that, that weight, that, that silkiness, yeah. and the, the high tone of, of the Sangiovese. But then that little bit of grip for the Sagrantino yeah. at the end. This is really beautifully balanced. And this, uh, again, with food, oh, this wine would just sing. Yes. Also here, the alcohol is 14. The, mm -hmm. uh, we are uh, in a wine region with uh, Sagrantino around 15 all the time. And uh, a wine uh, a little less alcoholic, uh, a little easier to drink, actually, uh, we drink all the time. So Montefalco Rosso is the wine for every day. This is a wine that you could drink on its own, where I think Sagrantino really must have food. Yeah. This wine you could have a glass of, maybe just a bit of cheese or something, but... This wine drinks beautifully on its own, and it's a testament to that balance of the blend of the three varieties. Yeah. Should, yeah. We, should we try the Sagrantino? Yes. Sagrantino is 2012 vintage. And that's the current release now? Yes, it's the current release, exactly. Oh, very floral on the nose, huh? A lot of, a lot of purple flower. Mm. And some minerality. It, to me, I use this description that it smells like uh, the rain on the sidewalk on a hot summer day. Ah, yeah. And like cherry and plum kind of flavors underneath, huh? Yeah, it's very complex, Sagrantino. It's interesting because uh, if we open the bottle and we serve the first glass, 
Uh, after uh, three, four hours, it's completely, completely different. Completely different wine, yeah. I lo- and I, I enjoy seeing that in wine and sharing a bottle over the course of an evening and experiencing it at the beginning, at the end, and to see how it's evolved. And Sagrantino does that. So what, what, when people drink Sagrantino, what can they expect? Uh, so when people drink Sagrantino, they, uh, from if they are from Umbria, they know <laughs> they know that uh, first of all they have to buy a steak or a lamb mm-hmm. or a, a protein yep. because uh, uh, it will clean the mouth from the protein. Uh, so uh, if you are not from Umbria, so you are not very um, fa- familiar with Sagrantino, uh, for sure. I mean, if you heard about Sagrantino, unfortunately, the first uh, information is so tannin. (laughs) But uh, I think uh, we have to change uh, this uh, opinion of uh, to tannic grape because tannin doesn't mean hard or, uh, uh, you know, hard or uh, uh, difficult to taste or to drink. Tannin means uh, structure, means a wine with a personality means a wine that can age really long time, very complex, that uh, doesn't become oxidated very easily. So actually for me it's a big uh, quality. Yeah. And uh, uh, just the fact that uh, we, uh, as producer, not just me, but all the uh, other producers in the area, we are uh, trying to work to make a more uh, elegant, Tannin, like uh, uh, I hope that uh, in the future when people will buy a bottle of Sagrantino, they will think, oh wow, this is a great bottle, like uh, elegant in the same time with a big personality. I I think that's a great way to say it, a big personality. And once you get past the highly elevated acidity and those, those tannins, there's a lot of really pretty subtle flavors in there that are just gorgeous. Now, drink the same wine with food and those tannins are completely rounded off. They're not as harsh, they're not as grippy. They're still present, they're still part of the wine, but they integrate so much more with when you have food. And like you said, some lamb, mm-hmm. some steak, it, uh, beautiful. I, I Actually, American barbecue brisket, <laughs> going for Texas barbecue brisket in Sagrantino, I think would be a match made in heaven. Mm, yeah, we have to taste it. Now I'm here, uh, I'm going to look for that restaurant, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lupin Buffetti, thank you so much for your wines. The wines of Scacciadavli are, are wonderful. They're, they're, they're tasty. I, I highly encourage my listeners to go out and, and, and search out some Sagrantino for when you're going to barbecue up some lamb or some some Texas brisket or, or have a nice steak. It's They're beautiful wines. They're, they're made to be with food, and they're just lovely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I invite you and all your listeners to come in Umbria and feel the experience because I'm sure you will not be uh, sad about that. Uh, you will be very happy to know a region that is not so famous like uh, Tuscany, uh, but it's still, it's still very authentic and very, very welcoming. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpoorpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Poor with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. 
Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Poor with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Poor. This has been The Honest Poor with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.